Welcome back, or welcome to uh, Girlmance, a podcast. I need to talk into my mic. A podcast where two girls, two new internet besties, um, <laughs> talk about life and other things um, from across the American Canadian border. Hey, Canada. Hey, America. Um, so, yeah, this is episode two. Um, we're supposed to be working with better equipment, but of course things go wrong. Um, so, um, yeah, we're working with what we've got. We will continually improve, um, the, the quality of our, our sound. But, um, I was really, really worried about that last week when we were, uh, after we recorded and when we were editing and having just like the most stressful time ever, um, trying to, trying to like edit this. But I mean, I felt like every I didn't feel like anybody was complaining about that. I feel like people just really enjoyed the conversation. I agree. And it's a janky little podcast, but we'll work on it and it'll get better over time. And that's what um, equipment is actually quite expensive. So yeah, <laughs> that'll come with time. <laughs> I don't understand how everybody has a podcast. We're like, is everybody rich? <laughs> And it's like, oh, you need a $300 mic and a $300 interface, and then there's a cable. and Yeah, we thought we had everything we needed, and they're like, oh, no, you guys each both need this $200 box. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. That's all right. And we, did, yeah. and we did only promise that this would be a janky little podcast, so we'll see how things go. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it is Thursday today, um, and it was Mother's Day earlier this week. So oh, yeah, happy nice. belated Mother's Day to all the mothers, to my mother, um, especially because a lot of us were not able to be with our mothers um, this year. Totally. Did you talk to your mom at least? I did. I stopped by and had a little social distancing. Um, I brought her flowers and left them on her doorstep <laughs> and said hi. Uh, my mom tagged me in a post on Facebook saying happy Mother's Day uh, honorable happy Mother's Day to me uh, uh, for being such a good cat to my or you oh are gosh, a good cat. for being such a good cat mom <laughs> for being such a good cat for being such a good mom to my cats and I thought that was really nice. That's funny. You would make a good cat, I think, though. I think so too. That's Quite funny. lazy and sleepy, so. Um, yeah, I didn't. I my mom lives in Georgia, so she's like a good like twelve hour, sixteen hour drive south of me. Um, mm. But it was funny because I don't know if your mom is, like, mild-mannered like you are, like I kind of am. Um, but in my family, we don't really, like, curse a lot. Um, and especially my mom is really kind of, like, she's really funny um, and she can be crass. But in terms of, like, language, that's just, like, not somewhere that we went as kids So and growing up. But being the oldest... Um, I feel a little bit more liberated to say things that might make mom uncomfortable, that might make other family members uncomfortable, and then just see who laughs. So um, I, yeah, I realized I, I got her some gift cards and I w- realized that I didn't have a, like a card to send her. But I had like, I feel I'm one of those people that happens to have like extra greeting cards around the house. I don't know. Like, is that normal? Do you have like... Oh. I have so many, but I forget I have them. So then they just stockpile up and I always forget and go buy new ones. And then like, I've had this one card for years and it says Merry Christmas brother. And I've never given it to, <laughs> to any three of my brothers. You could, at this point, you could give it to anybody on any occasion. And I think that, I think that would be hilarious. 
<laughs> like, happy, it's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry brother, Christmas brother. brother. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. so the only card, I had it like, um, I had it on my refrigerator and it was, and I'm going to have to edit this, which sucks, but the card says, um, on the front, it said, you are f***ing awesome. I think that's what it said. And I'm like, oh, my mom wouldn't be able to handle this. Or I don't know. Like, I was more like, hmm, I wonder how mom would handle this. So I, I took that one and I wrote on the inside something like, hey, um, I hope you like your Mother's Day gift. I wasn't able to get you a card because my go-to card shops are on lockdown. So happy f***ing Mother's Day. And so <laughs> I was just like, I have no idea how she's going to take it. But she said, um, she said my stepdad really liked it. And then when I was like, I'm sure I made you uncomfortable. She was like, I'm, I'm hit these days. So I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm hit. <laughs> yeah. So, That's so cute. Yeah, so she was good-natured about funny. it, apparently. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's the opposite for me. Me, my, my, oh my gosh, sorry. My whole family um, consists of potty mouths. There isn't a single one of us that doesn't drop F-bombs in pretty much every single sentence. Interesting. So, my mom, dad, yeah, we're... We're swears. Bad, so. bad kids. No, I'm kidding. I mean, not when we were growing up. We weren't allowed to swear. Uh, but as adults, and yeah, we swear pretty liberally. Yeah. We're just, like, all of the kids in my family are grown up. But, like, we're just now reaching that level where we can start, like, testing the waters with different language and, like, talking about different things. And that might be because there's a, a big age gap between me and my sister. So, um, and you said you have three brothers. And a sister? Yes. And uh, where where do you fall in there? I am the dead middle. And then I also have three stepsisters on my dad's side. And I'm the baby. The baby of the sisters on that side? On that side? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, I guess not technically because my sister would be the baby. Oh, yeah. But my family tree and dynamics are very complicated. <laughs> It's hard to get into. Of course. As are mine. Yeah. We know. We kind of dipped our toe yeah. into that in the first episode. Maybe we'll get yeah. into it. We might just have to do... Have you done, like, either um, 23andMe or Ancestry.com? No, I haven't. Ooh. Idea. Um, no, but we might idea. just have to, like, have one whole episode dedicated to, like, our family trees and, like, backgrounds and genes and all that. So... Yeah. And, yeah. Geez. People have, like, complicated... Uh, histories and background trees yeah. yeah interesting okay so um for this episode we uh decided to ask you guys for your questions uh topics or advice needed and what i'm starting to pick up on is that my followers tend to like asking advice which is awesome because i like to give advice um, the difference between like an Ask Alicia, which I've done before, and this is that now I have Amber in here and her advice might be very different. Um, so um, we haven't discussed these topics yet ahead of time. Um, so we're just going to bring them up and tell you guys what each of us thinks. I am so excited to do this. Which is usually how it goes um, with any sort of like advice column or anything like that. So let's see what we've got. We've only, we've got a few today. Um, it was funny that you were saying you're going to need like a computer for this and a computer for that. And we were saying that like with a podcast, you'll need like a whole command center. 
And I'm like, I have a computer for our Zoom call. I've got a computer for other things, like the things that we need to reference. And it's like, I'm going to end up with like a MacBook over here and then a desktop over here. And like, maybe one day we'll get it together. Maybe. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. So <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants here. <laughs> we're, hey, and that's, that's what we always said we were going to do. Um, okay, yep. so um, our first question comes from... Uh, Ush, Ushley or Ushelly or maybe Ashley um, on Instagram. She says, I'm moving out of my parents' house for the first time. Any tips? Ooh, so, yeah. that's a good question. In, I like this. I'm interested to hear kind of like what that looked like for you when you moved out. Like, did you go to oh. college or what was, what was the deal there? When I moved out, um, I was very young. And I struggled a lot um, financially. And I didn't go to university right away. I took a couple years off. So I was out on my own on those two years between high school and university. And then also on my own for university. So um, my my tips would be to gather things before you move out. Like, I don't know how close you are to moving out if you're next week or a couple months or whatever. But um, a thing my parents did for me from the time I was about 13, 14 as a big uh, giant hint, uh, they started getting me, um, they called it a treasure box, I guess, and they would buy me uh, home stuff. So I had like a microwave and utensils and all of this stuff given to me for every gift, like birthday and Christmas and stuff. Oh, like you planned um, to was, move out? Like, well, my parents more did oh, okay, okay. than I did, but I had all of the stuff. I had more than I ever needed, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I ha- I started collecting stuff, and my parents did for me, too. So I started collecting stuff eventually when I got to about 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I started buying things I would need um, before I moved out so that when I did move out, it wasn't a massive expense, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's all of these things you need, small appliances, towels, bed sheets, all that kind of stuff. So um, I had been collecting my treasure box for years. And I mean, you might be moving out soon, really soon without... Um, having time to collect things if you haven't started to collect things. So um, another tip then would be to um, do it as cheaply as possible. Um, I am still, I just, like I just bought my first house in November and I'm still using the couch that I've had since I moved out. Like I have my old crappy young college day stuff um, and I'm slowly replacing it. And it's always bothered me. It's always been a, an issue for me to have like all this ugly decor and just crap crappy stuff but as you age you'll replace those things and as you become more established in your adulthood so don't get too caught up in having nice things yeah and you're you wait know? you're how old now you're 28 or 29 I will be 29 next month next month so yeah. yeah so I can attest to that like in your 20s just still having like stuff from college and it's funny because I say like hey did you go to college and you go I didn't go to university right away <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> one of those like I talked last time about like those little glitches between in our like um, American Canadian communication where I'm like whoa she said something different <laughs> um, so um <laughs> yeah college and university yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all the same. Um, but apparently in England, how they use those words, they mean something different than they mean to us. Yeah, I think college means high school. I think so. I think that's what we were talking about on yeah. Patreon recently. So, 
That's interesting. I'm gonna have to figure out what that's, that's what the deal is with that because I do have some audience members in the UK. Um, in fact, if you're in the UK, can you explain that down below? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah, I can attest to that that you will kind of have um, your you know your janky old stuff from from college or university. Um, well into your 20s or I think for me the other thing too is there's also this kind of in-between stage at least for me in your like in your mid to late 20s where you're starting to get things that are like your style and everything's new but everything's like from Ikea like so um yeah so I think that's interesting because you had the experience of going like just straight out into like quote-unquote the real world it sounds like um, for a couple of years, you said. And so, and what, what, did you live like in an apartment or a house or? Oh my. Okay. So I guess this is another good little tip. Um, so I've been in the same city, small city since I was four. So I've, I know it very, very well. And I still did not realize how bad this one street was for, um, undesirables and crime and stuff. And it was my first apartment I got with my then boyfriend Mm -hmm. and it was um it was the cheapest thing we it was super cheap and we could afford it so that's why we took it but our first night there uh cold stone was open 24 7 because it was in tim hortons Uh i don't know if you guys have tim hortons or not we actually no i think that tim hortons is now spreading into america um Uh, but it's still to me it makes me laugh it's just so canadian I was like, yeah, it sounded like I was about to say, like, it was so Canuckian. Canuckian. Hi, yeah. Canuckian. There you go. Um, but yeah, so our first night in there, in the apartment, it was like 3 a.m. And we were all excited. It's our first, like, apartment together and, like, alone and stuff. So um, I remember sitting on my kitchen counter and being like, let's go get ice cream. We can do whatever we want. We live on our own. Let's go get ice cream. It's 3 a.m. So um, I put my hand on the door handle to leave the apartment and there was a at that exact moment a thud against the door and like screaming and stuff and I was like oh my gosh and I like looked through the people and there's this girl get like getting beat up (gasps) in the hallway right against our door and her their little kid was just like standing in the hallway crying and she's like knocking Mm -hmm. on our doors quietly so we had to call the cops our first night there and that was like I have stories for days we ended up having to stay in this place for a year Um, So I have stories for days about um, the crazy stuff that went down there. So yeah, that was really sad. Called the cops. um, And um, so my advice, do your research. Even if you are moving to the city that you do live in, I, for some reason, did not realize that this was a bad area. Um, Do your research. And if that's what you can afford, be safe. Like I had to take safety measures um, to live there. I would have to, going in and out of the building, I'd have to be escorted because things would happen. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a big problem. So do your research. Um, try to move somewhere safe. Yeah. We're going to end up scaring Ashley uh, uh, or <laughs> whatever the name is. I'm sorry. Ashley. Uh, it's nothing. You don't have to be scared. It's, it is. No. I will say, um, coming from a different perspective, I, um, my moving out of, you know, my parents' house or my mom's house kind of story was I was 17 when I graduated high school. Um, and I don't know, I don't know that a lot of my uh, subscribers know that I went to MIT directly out of high school. 
um, only for a year. But that means that at 17, I uh, moved to Boston from South Georgia uh, for oh, a wow. year. Yeah, all by myself. And um, my dad drove me up. He picked me up and my dad lived in this area, actually, in the Northern Virginia area. And uh, drove me up. We, I think we stopped and spent some time in the D.C. area. And then he drove me up to Boston. And I remember he got me a cell phone. And this was uh, 2003, you guys. Um, but he got me a cell phone, which was like an old like Nokia phone that like had no capability. You couldn't like text on it, but you could like it. Did, it was integrated with AOL Instant Messenger, so it was. But it was one of those prepaid phones, and I thought that for some reason that using AOL Instant Messenger on this little phone was like free. So, yeah, so I ended up, like, I had uh, a boyfriend back home, and I would, like, in calculus class, I would be, like, chatting with him on my phone, and, like, I ran out of minutes, like, right away. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was in Boston. So that that's all to say that I was essentially without a cell phone in Boston at 17, um, and I'm still alive, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I'm still alive, too. Yeah. I lived there for a year. I'm all good. Yeah. And I think, um, of course, it's it's different and maybe easier in some aspects, you know, when you move, especially like moving into a dorm, because typically they have all the furniture you need and um, like appliances and things like that that you needed to gather in your treasure box. Um, right. You know, typically they have those things. So it all de- it depends on the circumstances. Um, but um, I do think that it is smart to kind of, well, for me, I think the first thing that I would would say is to learn how to budget and learn that fast because I feel like, yeah, I feel like that is something that most of us are not taught, um, growing up. For some reason, we're not taught that in school. Um, I don't know if you guys are, but we're just, no, it's such a huge, I could go on a rant. Yeah. Like life, life skills, like important life Mm -hmm. skills for some reason, uh, we're not taught. So, you know, learning how to, I have a spreadsheet, and I've been using it for the past several years. It has all of my monthly expenses and how much, you know, my monthly income and stuff like that so that I can make sure that everything is covered. Um, and I know what's going to be coming in and I know what's going to be going out all before it happens so that, you know, you don't freak out about money stuff. Um, so that's one that's thing. A, yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah, that's one thing that I think is, is super important. Um, and then it's always good just to have somebody to look up to, like... I, of course, I didn't ask any context. Like, do you have like a big sister or a cousin, you know, that it has recently gone through this that you can, you know, ask questions to. Um, but uh, to speak to Amberin's point about buying your stuff cheap, my favorite like go-to for getting cheap stuff that's like still nice <laughs> um, is Facebook Marketplace. So, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, back in the day, we used to have to do Craigslist and that was like sketchy. Um, It is sketchy. At least on Facebook, you can click through and and see their pictures. Yeah, with Facebook, you can get an idea of the person you're talking to and and see their profile. And um, yeah, I I love Facebook Marketplace and it is one way. And this is a good tip, whether you're like just moving out or if you're 34 years old and just wanting to like decorate your apartment to to your liking. Um, But it's just a good way of getting like high quality stuff that's like that you can't afford. So for sure. Yeah. I decided that, what were you going to say? 
Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'll finish. I'll tell oh, you. Oh, no. I was just saying that I decided that um, the next time I decorate another apartment, I'm going to do, like, everything West Elm, but not buy anything from West Elm. Ah, nice. That's cool. Um, another good buying cheap tip is um, garage sales. And if you check the newspapers or online for the estate sale closures, so, like, especially in more ritzy areas so i'll look for um in the north end of town for us is like our ritzy end um their estate sales um and they'll sell everything in the house because of whatever reason the person passed away or they're going to home or whatever right so you can get a lot of good quality stuff yeah um, that way yeah and it's usually generally very cheap yeah um and they have to they have to get rid of all of this stuff right because they have to empty the house, so. So, so if you're a good yeah. negotiator or just a mediocre negotiator, you can probably get yeah. things for like a dollar. Um, yeah, yeah. So those are yeah. some like those are some ways of like affording certain things. But just in terms of like what should you know in, in in order to move out, it's like pick a good apartment or house or wherever it is that you're going to live. Um, you know, get to know the roommates if you're moving in with roommates. I've I once was placed with roommates that I didn't know, and I think I just got lucky. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just figure out – Oh, it, there is a rule, I believe, that um, I heard somewhere that your rent should be no more than 35% of your income. Um, but with major cities, that can go up to, like, 50%. I can attest to that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. And then from there, it's just, like – Set up an internet service and, uh, you know, your power bill and um, just make sure that you can pay all those <laughs> with whatever, you know, like income you have. And then, um, you know, everything starts to come together. As life come, becomes more complicated, you'll be able to keep up. Totally. Yeah. And it is a bit of a learning curve to figure out, okay, I have to call who, what company, I have to meet this person, when, to set up what. And it is a learning curve and, and how to pay ever, all of your bills and stuff. Um, even still to this day, I, I'm like, okay, what bills do when, what's going on? <laughs> but spreadsheets. Yeah. Spreadsheets. Um, spreadsheets are definitely handy. Yeah. It all depends on your, your personality type. If you're, that's funny. We talked to, we did our personality test, um, last week. And so like the idea of keeping like spreadsheets and planners and stuff like that is very much a judger quality. Ah, that's funny. Yeah. I am. I love my planner. I love my journals, but I am a list person. So if I will make a list for what I have to do for the week and what I want to accomplish for the day and crossing those off feels so good. So I will put all my bills and stuff on my list too. Interesting. Um, that is a judger yeah. quality in you then. Yeah. I, I like it. It's like, you know, type A, you know, keeping things in order type of stuff. So yeah, um, yeah just figure out whatever your system is. So um, and kind of interesting along the same lines, our friend Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle. Um, hey. <laughs> um, actually, Rochelle reached out to me last week and he was like, hey, I need some advice on something. And I don't know if we were like doing this or what, but I remember I was like, I'm sorry, I, I can't talk right now. And then, um, you know, things are always busy. So he did reach out to me this afternoon and he was like, oh, about that question I was going to ask you. And I was like, yeah, now is a good time to ask because we could probably talk about it tonight on the podcast. Um, so it's interesting that Ushley or Ushelly, and I'm really not trying to butcher your username on Instagram. I just really don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but Rochelle asked, 
I almost feel like I, I need to take my mic with me when I come over <laughs> over to this side. Um, so he said, I'm moving to a Seattle. Rochelle, what's a Seattle? How many Seattles are there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to a Seattle in two months and I'm awkward as hell. I know you moved to DC and were able to transition into that really well. What advice would you give to someone who is going to uproot themselves and move from the suburbs to a city city, especially when it comes to meeting new people? Thanks so much. So, um, and I can speak to that though. I am interested. I don't think you've ever lived in like a major city. Have you? Never. No, I've only, I've been in the same place since I was four. So Interesting. It's a long time. Uh, you might have a thing or two, though, about making new friends, because I think that is what he asked. Yeah, meeting new people. Um, and it's so funny because I always talk about how growing up military, you're conditioned to move around and meet new people um, and make new friends everywhere you go. Um, uh, however, I'm not the best at that <laughs> um, here in D.C. It's just I think it, as you grow up, things become busier people your age start to settle down with families and it's harder to, to make friends. But, um, yes. I, yeah, I will say that when I moved into DC proper that for the first time I was single, had my apartment in DC. Um, it was kind of like, you know, I, because I was also newly single, it was like, you're a bitch, you're going to have to find some friends or else your <laughs> life's going to be really sad. Um, when thankfully, uh, one of the girls that I worked with, I just happened to get along really well with. And she also, we were both moving into the building at the same time. So, um, I had, yeah, I think, um, for my patrons, I did post a really long vlog where I walked to this old luxury apartment building in DC that, um, that I used to work at. And I tell the whole history about how I lived there and all that. But basically, yeah, I got a really, really freaking dope apartment for really cheap for like a third of market value. Um, and, and I, I worked at the building, so that's kind of how I got that. So I had a friend from work that also lived in the building. And so I kind of just like latched onto her, um, and we would, you know, go out and get dinner every now and then. And then she did bring along a couple of times. She brought along some friends of hers. So, um, I mean, of course that's one easy way you make one friend and you can latch onto the friend group as long as you know, you like that person. So, um, yeah, so one of the dinners we went to, she brought along a friend and the friend was talking about how he was part of a co-ed, um, indoor soccer team and was saying that, you know, they needed somebody else to play another girl to play. And I thought, and it was funny because I was like, well, what kind of, what level are you guys playing at? Are you guys like really good? Um, because I used to play soccer, but I wouldn't say I'm very good. I'm like midway between JV and varsity type of like level. And he was like, no, no, we had people of all different levels. So, um, I was like, okay, count me in. And so that was one way too, because, um, then I automatically had these like weekly things that I was going to do and able to socialize. Um, now as it turns out, I was not good at indoor soccer. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that, you know, when you develop an anxiety disorder somewhere between when you used to play soccer as a kid and then going indoor and seeing all these people that are twice your size, like charging at you, um, and your anxiety kicks in, like it turns out you're probably not going to be the best soccer player on anxiety. So, um, so, but you know what, Rochelle, if you find a a soccer team or something like that, I would say go for it. Um, but yeah, I would say 
any sort of hobby or something like that would be a good, um, there's, especially with the internet, there's always somewhere to find like a group or something like that, that has people that you relate to. Um, I don't know how, yeah. what is it like? I mean, do you have new friends to make where you live or it almost sounds like everybody knows each other there? I do make new friends. Um, but it's not quite that small where everyone knows everyone, but you basically know of everyone. Um, but there's a, it's a growing city, so there's lots mm-hmm. of transplants here. Okay, and it's um, so I've made a lots of new friends, a lot of new friends from that have come here from other places. So um, my last two like good friends that I've made were actually I was in a basement suite, and they both were my neighbors. Um, so the one set, the one couple was up there for a while, and then we became close with them, and then they moved out, and then another couple moved in, and we became close with them. Um, so. It was just proximity. Um, we were lucky to get along with them and really click, and we still hang out with them all the time. Um, actually, one the one girl from the first couple is my acupuncturist, and I see her oh. was seeing her weekly before we were put on lockdown. But yeah, yeah and and we'd hang out and have you know games nights and stuff like that. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, how I would make friends. Um, for, well, first of all, I'm not someone who's ever moved, uh, so I say do it. Like regardless. Don't be, I mean, it's, I'd be scared, but just do it. It's something I regret not doing. Um, and like, I'm happy to be here. My life is, is nestled here. I have, you know, my own business and friends and family and all that. And it's great. Um, and we just bought a house. So we're pretty much tied here now. Um, however, um, I regret not moving and experiencing a different place, even somewhere else on the island. Um, like we have a bigger city called Victoria mm-hmm. or Vancouver. I wish I went and did that when I was younger. So, so wait, I I've heard fun. of Van, Van. I've heard of Van. Um, I've heard of Victoria. Is that on the island? Victoria is on the island. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Got it. It's about two hours away from me. Okay. There's, yeah. there's my knowledge of, of Canada. There you guys go. <laughs> that's pretty good. Victoria. If you've heard of Victoria, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, making friends, exactly what you said, joining a soccer team or some sort of thing. Um, I've met people. <laughs> I signed up for a sewing class. and Because she's an old her. cat lady. <laughs> I am a crazy cat lady. So I met a couple, they're older ladies, but I mean, they are bonafide friends. We, you know, I go there and we... Uh, we lay it down for each other. You know what I mean? We, they tell me all about their old lady dramas. and I Listen, that can be fun. I love it. It is great. That's funny. I love my sewing nights. Um, so yes, just joining groups, joining things, picking up hobbies. And I think you made a couple of good points too. One is that you said just do it. And I think yeah. that that is one thing is like, I think in this day and age, we tend to analyze, and and I mean, I'm not one to speak because look at what we do all day, every day, but we tend to analyze and overthink these things. And especially, um, you know, Rochelle is one of our friends from the emotional support group and um, also just people who are gravitated towards my channel. We all tend to, a lot of us tend to have issues with anxiety and overthinking and things like that. And it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, you can plan out what your what your move is going to be when you get there. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a lot to be said about like faith that it's just gonna it's just gonna work out. Totally. People do this and all Rochelle, the time. Yeah. Totally. And Rochelle, you're super close to me, so I might come visit. Ooh! Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, how? I mean, I love Seattle. I need to go to Seattle when <gasps> it's safe. 
to do so. I'm gonna be so jealous when I see the when I see pictures of you and Rochelle. I'm gonna be like, podcast is over. <laughs> what is the opposite of a girl mance? A girl grudge. A girl grudge. <laughs> no, but there you go, Rochelle. You've already got a built-in friend a couple hours away. Uh, yeah. yeah, hop, skip, and a jump over the ocean and uh, border. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a couple of setbacks um but yeah. yeah yeah it's just something that you just got to do it and you know it's not like i planned to go out to dinner with my friend and her friend's friend and then find out that they had a soccer I and mean, these things just pop up they just happen mm-hmm. the other thing too you mentioned that i was like yeah that's a really good point and is i think difficult for a lot of us these days or at least it's difficult in dc is that you talked about basically like befriending your neighbors and mm-hmm. that is something that I don't, I'm sure that it's dependent on where you live to some extent, but I think it also is impacted just by to this day and age where we're kind of like all digital and we kind of stick to ourselves. Um, in DC people, like, I feel like New York is like this too, where I think I've heard people make jokes about, um, it was John Mulaney, I think, where he says that he, um, has six roommates and he doesn't know any of them or something like that. Um, so yeah, so it, it, it is kind of, uh, one of the cruxes of living in a major city is that even though you're surrounded by people, um, you know, you don't really know anybody, but I would venture to say that anywhere you go, cause you're moving to a major city, you're going to be surrounded by people and there's going to be someone near you who wants to strike up a conversation. And that all just comes from just being friendly. I know that it might be weird to some people, but be that bitch that says hi in the hall. <laughs> like, Oh, absolutely. Just being friendly. And over time that can build up to, uh, then you have a conversation, you know, because you said hi so many times. Yeah. You just never know where it's going to go. Um, another thing that I know, I don't know, uh, I think Rochelle does IT. So I don't know if he'll be working from home or in an actual office. So if you're working in an office, striking up conversations with people there and making friendships there, which I know is hard for me, um, in a workplace to do sometimes. Um, or if you are working from home, then I know there are um, co-work spaces that you can rent out. Yeah. And you can go and work um, there sometimes, and you then you're around people yeah. that you might meet that way. And, of course, in IT and fields like that, like, there are a lot of um, networking events in major cities, too. Like, it's um, not really my bag, but I would go if I were, like, desperate for some socializing, which I am right now, but we can't really do... You know, the traditional um, meetup. But, um, but yeah, just, I, I think just, just like, Rochelle is a, a, a friendly guy that we know that yeah. much. Um, so, um, you know, I have somebody in the building um, who I just happened to strike up a conversation. Well, let me, they have a really cute dog. So that, <laughs> that helps. That makes it, get a dog, Rochelle. Get a dog. <laughs> That's true. That is great. Yeah. If you are able to get a dog, get a dog. Yeah. Girls will flock to you too. Yeah. And boys. Um, yeah. Or, yeah. Girls, whatever. boys, non-binary friends, as Jenna says, um, everybody will All flock to you, especially if you get a cute puppy. Preferably yeah. a rescue. That's that's what we're supposed to say, but um, yeah, that's that's a that's it's a funny point, but it's valid that when you have a dog, like people flock to you. But I mean, I yeah, I'll talk to my neighbors that have dogs. I'll just be like, oh hey, there's there's Bennett, there's Harrison, like, um, and then you just talk to people. Aww. Yeah, yeah, dogs are great, great icebreaker too, because then you have to you know hike your dog, walk your dog, and you're going to dog parks and you're going to places that 
other people bringing their dogs. And I go to the dog park, it's just up the road from my house, and I go there just to pet other people's dogs because I don't have one. I was going to say, let Rochelle be that weird person that shows up at a dog park without a dog, and you're like, no, I'm that person. (laughs) That's legitimately me. I'm going for a run. Uh (laughs) Oh. AKA, I'm going to stop and pet all your dogs. For me, there's a little dog park in my neighborhood, and it's just like the tiniest little block, and it's all fenced off. I mean, like all dog parks are um, around here, but um, when I walk past it, it's like, it's like having to, like being a kid and having to walk past a toy store and know that you're never going to be able to go inside. <laughs> it's the saddest thing. And everybody in my neighborhood has either a Corgi or a Frenchie. And those are both oh. like, yeah, some of the most adorable breeds. So just get That's out. Cute. Just get out, Rochelle. Yeah. You're going to yeah. want to after this. Totally. And everyone else will be so pining for um, friendships and human connection mm-hmm. too that um, I think you'll be set up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's going in two months, two months, which we can guess that probably will be out in the world again at around that time. So, like, good yeah. timing. Good timing, Rochelle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope that that helps. Um, okay, so taking a turn here, because there, those were kind of along the, the lines of, like, moving, which um, that's, I'm, I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about that. That's not something we've really ever talked about on my, on my channel. Uh, but taking a turn, um, Shelby says, well, initially I had a hard time reading this. She said, um, how do you get, oh, got my mic. How do you get over a heartbeat that you never got closure for? So I'm assuming that means heart, heartbreak, um, that you never got closure for. Mm, this is a good, interesting mm. topic. Yeah, that's a that's a toughie. Um, honestly, time. Um, I my last relationship was very much like this. Um, no closure or anything like that. Um, and it sucked. It took me a long, long time to get over it. And um, I think it was it was just time. And honestly, therapy was yeah a huge like if you're not getting over someone, it can because you're not valuing yourself enough you know what I mean I mean you'll still have the pain but if it's to the point where it's like disrupting your daily life and like it's all you can think about sure and and it's that it's really really hard for you um yeah therapy and learning self-value and again uh get a dog yeah (laughs) our advice for everything get a dog just get a dog um (laughs) no (laughs) um pets uh my pets were a huge comfort um through those times and, um, yeah, um, learning to value yourself and getting new hobbies. That's really, um, yeah. Um, I, that, and that is important. I don't think we should be afraid to say, Hey, like you might not be giving yourself enough credit, like, you know, no offense, yeah. but you know, a lot of us have that problem. So that's a yeah. really good point that Amber made. Um, and I will say too, that uh, that was the time was initially the, the only thing I could think of too. Um, because it it is true, but that's not what anyone wants to hear. Um, it's, it's really just like, uh, it's a grieving process. Um, and you know, a lot of you guys might know that I am in therapy specifically in a grief therapy, you know, center. Um, it sounded like I said placenta. I didn't, I said center (laughs) place. And then I said center. Um, but yeah, I mean, what they teach us there about grief is that like it really, it really, really hurts. It hurts a lot and it's going to hurt here and there, but over time, it has just been proven that over time that 
pain and that like the intensity of that pain does go away over time. Um, I think one of the things too is I think a lot of us tend to get the idea that when we go through a breakup and we thought that that person was the one that we kind of, I think some people, not everybody, but I think a lot of people can get caught up in like, he was the one or she was the one. Um, and, and think that you'll never, you know, you'll never find that again. And I will say, um, that, uh, the, my last like big heartbreak, I was really bummed because I thought that that was like the most compatible person I'd ever met and that I wasn't going to have anything like that again. Um, and it honestly, like sometimes it just takes like giving it time and then meeting that right person, the next right person, um, who might be your last right, right person or might just be the next one. Um, but yeah, like meeting Jake was when I was like, oh, oh, I can feel this again. Like, and, and it gets better with like, if you're dating properly, it should get better each time. Um, but I, it's interesting though, that you say, um, that you Amber and said, like, get hobbies, get, uh, get a dog because really kind of those same, um, bits of advice that we gave Rochelle about moving can really apply here. Um, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, the more you surround yourself with people, but then also that depends on, going back to Myers-Briggs, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Um, If you're an extrovert, definitely I would recommend, you know, surrounding yourself with people. Because definitely going through a breakup, um, for an extrovert, being around people who you can just lean on is, I think, the best you can do for yourself. I don't know, like, what's that like for an introvert? Um... Yeah, I surrounded myself with friends. I Mm -hmm. definitely, um, even as an introvert, I was with my closest friends a lot. Um, I kind of ended up dating my girlfriends almost. Like, we would become so attached to each other that that became the person you hung out with every day or talked to every day, you know what I mean? Um, So if you have someone like that, that's great. Um, That was such a helpful thing for me. Um, But another point I wanted to make is I was always... Like, I was always trying to get over someone because I was always getting out of a relationship and then, you know, getting into a new one that I didn't give myself enough time to be single. Mm -hmm. And I didn't explore the hobbies and interests and stuff that I have, like YouTube. I didn't do this until now. And um, that's something I've Dear Tom, by the way, we have a message for you. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, Tom Tom and I have discussed this. He knows how I feel about this. Um, And... I'm lucky to be in a relationship that allows me to just go discover these things now. It gives me stability in stuff that I wasn't able to find being single, unfortunately. Um, but I wish I took that time for myself. I wish I took this as, took that time as like, hey, I can start something new. I can start a new hobby. I can do new things. I can meet new people. And I just kind of didn't. I kind of sat around like a lump on the a lump on the log being sad you know yeah and I wish I took advantage of that time because it is harder when you're in a relationship to uh, open yourself up to new hobbies and and to making new friends and stuff and I mean I'm in a fantastic relationship that allows me to do those things but it does still put limitations on it and that's and that's yeah that's just the nature of relationships and it's not a bad thing it's just it is something that definitely takes up your time your energy and your happiness and all of that and um and I think especially the more if if it was like a short lived relationship, it was probably intense. That's all, you know, speculation. But like, I mean, like you, I have been somebody who's kind of been in a string of like long-term relationships. Um, but I will say that, um, 
a couple, like the couple of times where I spent the longest time single were some of the happiest times of my life. Um, the last time I was single for a while, um, was when I met, uh, one of my friends who I talked to that lives here in DC. Um, and it was kind of like you said, getting to date a friend, you know, just Mm -hmm. finding things that you love together. And, uh, we would go to like concerts and comedy shows and stay up late and like sing karaoke or play games or just like chat and just be goofy. Um, totally. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, getting to like know your friends, um, or new friends and, and also Mm -hmm. your hobbies. But the time before that for me, um, it was, I spent more time, I think discovering hobbies and spending time on the internet, which like don't do too much of that, but I don't think that's too bad of a thing, um, to like meet people on different platforms. So I've talked about, um, the karaoke app that I love so, so Mm -hmm. much, um, Smule, it's called Sing Karaoke by Smule or something like that. We've, your favorite YouTubers have probably done a brand deal on it, but um, so I, I am, I am somebody who loves to sing, but I'm not great at singing. So karaoke is the perfect fit. Um, so um, yeah, so I just started spending a lot of time doing this thing that would provide me comfort, like I enjoyed it, and then also allowed me to connect with people around the world, and you sing together, and so that was one really cool aspect of it, and it was something that I could spend hours doing every day, Um, and then I also was like, these little things would just pop up. I did spend more time like sketching and stuff like that and drawing. Um, I was in, in school for fashion design, Um, And so I did spend more time working on designs and I started styling a band that I really, really liked and was close enough to that I was able to reach out to them and speak to them and work with them. Um, So taking up something like that, like a side gig too, like something that'll invest in your future that you love to do. um, That's, you know, if I had the time, I would probably like decorate people's apartments for free and then, you know, build a portfolio or something like that, you know? So, um, that, yeah, that was something, my personal styling was something that I worked on and I ended up getting a job in personal styling, um, after that. So, um, that, and then I also at that time was like, you know what, I think I want to pick up the ukulele. And like, yeah, I got one and like, I would teach myself songs at night. I never got really good, but it was, it was fun. So, yeah, like little hobbies and stuff. Just try things out, like anything that intrigues you. Um, but yeah, I think I think that I think that things like that too. Um, at least I've learned in therapy is like discovering those sides of yourself, like the things that you enjoy doing, maybe things that you didn't know you would enjoy, and meeting new people. That stuff does help you to build that that sense of self love and self worth. Um, totally. I mean, I'm not sure where your stance is on on that or how those things tie in together, but. Totally. And be compassionate with yourself. Um, You know, if you look at it and been like, oh my God, if in six months, why am I not over them? That's okay. You know, just be compassionate with yourself. Um, Love, you know, and give yourself that love. Um, And, uh, you know, give yourself the time to to heal. And you're entitled to it and and don't think that you're not. So if you're not over them yet, that's okay too. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think, um, and I I think we need to talk about this more on my channel, even though it's not a mental health channel, um, mental health is something we talk about a good bit just because those of us who are, who flock to my channel, we just like, that's the frame we think in. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of being compassionate with yourself, I think a lot of times we 
spend too much time, too much time trying to escape what we're feeling instead of just like letting ourselves feel it. Um, so, you know, if you are feeling sad and you feel like crying or, or anything like that, your body's, your mind and your heart and your body are probably trying to tell you something and maybe you just need to take that time. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to be sad. Know that it's not going to be your forever. I genuinely don't believe that that's going to be your forever. Um, but yeah, it sucks. And just like, you can recognize that like this sucks. And I think everybody would agree that feeling sucks. And so your totally. friend, your friends will yeah. be there for you if they're good friends, which I'm, I'm yeah. sure you've got good friends. And like you were saying too, Alicia, good point. Um, the internet can be a good place to connect with people. Um, Obviously. Guess, for example, <laughs> you can find good friends on the internet too. Um, and somewhere to talk, you know, um, I'm just in comments and like we met in comments, mm-hmm. um, or you know, Facebook groups or whatever. Um, you can connect with people that way too. So um, if you don't have anyone around you immediately that you connect with that way, then um, then yeah, give that a try. Um, yeah, yeah. We're in an age of endless resources, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I think I think the most important thing to take away for me, if if I were receiving this advice, is that just that piece that you just said. Just be compassionate with yourself. Give yourself time, and yeah. you know, it's a it's a very natural thing to go to to go to, to go through. Um, and it doesn't make it easier, but I know I, sometimes it does make it easier for me when I'm going through something, um, like the loss of my brother and stuff like that, to hear from people who have been through it, um, that, you know, this really does hurt and it does suck right now. And, um, and you're allowed to feel that, but know that it's not going to feel this intense, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as time goes on. Mm Um, so yeah. So I think you, um, Ambren, is kind of the gatekeeper of um, our email. By the way, we do have an email address. It might change uh, once I get everything integrated with my website, but our email address, um, girlmancepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm feeling like there's like some housekeeping stuff that I'm going to have to get into the habit of doing on the podcast. Right. And like, of course, this is only the second episode, so like... Um, if you guys are enjoying this, please take a moment to like hit the like button because I never ask you guys to do that. And if you're not subscribed, please do ring the bell maybe, but also I also tell you guys like only do that if you want to do it. So, um, but I know that some people like have told me I forget unless, um, my, you know, the YouTuber I'm watching reminds me to do those things. So if you, if you guys are likers and subscribers and, um, maybe take that time to do that now, but, um, that was all just to explain that we have an email address um, and we're happy to take your emails um, if there are certain things you want to hear us talk about on the show, um, on the show, the podcast, whatever you want to call this. Um, but that's girlmancepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and, and just something to keep in mind, too, is that at, earlier on in the podcast, we do want to keep things a little bit on the lighter side, but we will be diving into like deeper topics as time goes on. Um, so whether light or heavy, feel free to send your questions and, you know, we might answer them on the next podcast or in one of the subsequent ones. Yeah. So I did have a good chat today, um, with a girl about a heavy topic that we just weren't ready to, uh, broach in the podcast yet. So, um, I might reply and have a good chat with you anyway. Until, Um, yeah, before Amberin is like flooded with a bunch of subscribers that are going to take up all her time because you should go to her channel as well, Amberin's Island. 
Um, but um, yeah, Amberin is just so nice. And so even it, even if we couldn't answer a question, she still took the time to like really have a comprehensive conversation with somebody. I'm glad to hear that it went well. I didn't it hear it. Okay. Well, I don't want to be too cryptic. Um, but you said that there was another interesting email in there. There is another interesting email. So it's really long. So I don't want to read the whole thing out. I'm going to sum it up for you guys. I'm going to keep her name um, anonymous just because might be sensitive information if it did get out. Sure. Um, so this girl and um, some of her friends. So here's another American thing that I don't understand. <laughs> Sophomores and juniors. I don't know what that means. Sure. So that is what you would call grade nine and grade 10. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. No. Oh, are they in college? I think they're in college. Okay. So oh, wait, maybe, they, maybe they're not. I thought they were. I want to say usually when people refer to themselves as by their uh, class, it's usually high school. But by the way, like, because I know people are going to start commenting. That was a mistake. 10th and 11th grade. So grade 10, grade 11. Um, okay. It goes freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, okay. So, I mean, they could be in, in college, in university. Um, For some reason, I thought they were in university. But um, regardless... Um, Oh, kids, 12 kids in total. Okay, so I, I think she's in, in high school. Um, okay, so they went on a trip um, to a foreign country together to hike and volunteer, which is really fun. I did that in high school too. Um, not the volunteer part, but went on a trip. Um, and they, a group of them went, 12 kids in total, and um, one of their leaders, okay, was a 22-year-old guy, fake name Brian. Uh, she immediately clicked with him and caught feelings over the five months that they were there. And um, she said she felt awkward because she didn't want to feel too comfortable clicking with him and um, didn't want Brian to know she liked him. And um, she's very mature for her age and earned the nickname, nickname Granny with her name, because um, I'm like a grandma, I have a rocky, I have had rocky past relationships, both with guys and a, a girl, I think, but I have never felt so close to someone and felt a spark with him like this ever. Um, doesn't know if he feels the same way, but there was, the problem was there was another girl, mm -hmm. um, fake name Amber, not Amberin, Amber, um, who was interested in him. And she was a sophomore at the time and very immature for age her and Ryan were also very close and even though she has a boyfriend she would constantly be like oh my god I need Ryan where is Ryan and she would always cry and complain and ask for him um she's one of those girls who dumbs herself down to get attention it made her it made this girl the writer's um friends mad and it sounds like they were kind of getting in conflict with her and um this girl this writer would um stand up for that girl and try to console that girl when she would cry and when the girl would cry she would want um ryan and would cry for ryan and stuff and so um, just so she, I, I understand so the anonymous person who wrote in has made friends with Am amber like she is the it sounds like okay. they're all in the same group yeah okay and there's some girls getting frustrated with her because they know um their friend likes ryan as well and it's clear that amber has feelings for him or may it seems like she may have feelings for him and um um 
Amber has a boyfriend. And anyway, she's saying she's super shy and awkward and would put their friendship before a relationship, but she really likes him. It's been six months and is still super into him. Should she, should she let it go or give it a shot? If not, how do I get him out of my head and move on? What should I do? Help. Love you and thank you so much. Um, so I at first didn't realize that she was in high school and this is a 22 year old. Well, that's what, it, that was the first thing that I wanted to address. Is it, yeah. is it clear that she's in high school? Did she say that? Or is that just based on the whole sophomores and juniors thing? It's just sophomores and juniors. So okay. I thought that was university, um, or college. Um, and, but she does say 12 kids in total. So kids. That's okay. So I mean, this is a little confusing. So yeah. if you are in high school anonymous, um, you're not, unfortunately, between me and Amber, and we're, we're very much of the mindset that 22-year-old men or women should not be dating high schoolers. So um, so that's, that's the, if that's the case, if this is a high school sophomore junior trip, then, um, yeah, then I think Amber, and I won't speak for you, but I would say find somebody else on the trip your age and maybe, like, spark <laughs> something up, but... Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is because it is, I've heard people say kids too when referring to like young adults. So yeah, I've heard that say, say, yeah. Um, like honestly, I when I, I don't mean to be demeaning, but when I talk about kids, when I talk about kids in college, I talk about college kids. Um, yeah. so that might be the thing. And then um, because she said that it's a, it's been a six month trip so far, that's leading me to believe that this might not be high school. Yeah, they were gone for five months. It sounded like they did. Um, so I immediately clicked with him and eventually caught feelings with him over the five months when we were training. So by the time we left, I was feeling awkward because I didn't want to feel comfortable. So I'm a little bit confused. Um, so it wasn't a five month trip. I'm sorry. This is my bad. I'm really, uh, I'm really, uh, blundering this. Um, but so they were, they've spent five months together. Then they went on this trip to hike and volunteer. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what age group you're in anonymous. Um, and my answer really depends on, on that. Yeah. So. Um, so. I would say for anybody who is stuck in this situation with, you know, an age appropriate group. Um, because I, I do, part of me does want to say like, you know, if, if this is a college situation, you know, if uh, anonymous is within a, an appropriate age um, for Ryan, then I would hate to not give that advice. Um, but I just, yeah. I will be firm in saying that if you are, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17, um, just promise, I promise you, um, I don't, we could go and we will go into this. So my advice for you would be to subscribe and make sure you keep watching Girlmance because we're definitely <laughs> going to be talking about this. Um, this is probably the one topic that Amber and I probably go into the most. Would you agree? Yeah, this is probably the most. We yeah. So yeah. so that's that's why we both feel like, like, do we answer this or not? I do want to answer yeah. it, uh, but I do want to be very clear that um, it, you you even if you are mature there is going to be somebody else you can like who is mature that is your age. I would and that's definitely. what makes me to think now that she is in high school. When I first read this, I was assuming she was in college. Um, but yeah, uh, being saying that she was mature for her age and the, the phrase kids, I think that this might be a college or a high, high school, school aged yeah. 
yeah. person. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it would be best. It, this sounds like, it, and if that is the case, then it sounds like this is a really messy situation all around. And it might just be best to kind of, um, you know, you, yeah. if, if you are friends with Amber and you want, I, I want to speak more to this friendship. Um, because it sounds like this person, Amber, is being kind of problematic among this group and may or may not be causing more stress and problems for our anonymous writer. Um, and so I would say that if you want to continue being close to Amber um, and be friends and spend time together, then there are, um, you know, there are steps you can take, there are measures you can take um, to, to get there. But if she's really just dragging you down and, and making you feel not great and kind of like infringing upon a space that you think is yours, then it almost might be best to just kind of walk away from this whole situation. Maybe let mm-hmm. Amber and Ryan get to know each other or uh, whatever it is that's going on there and just step away. Um, because I, I promise you, I promise you, you will feel better um, if you, you know, focus on people your age if you're going to be focusing on dating at all yeah yeah that I couldn't agree more I do not think um, if you are in high school that this leader is an acceptable person to date and he probably hopefully hopefully he sees it that way too and that's why nothing has happened and that's why he hasn't you know maybe advanced made advances towards you like you were hoping or expected um because it's just not appropriate. And um, and not even just about the age, but if they are in kind of like a camp-like situation, almost sounds like if he is like a leader, counselor type, and you are one of the like attendees, then um, you could get a, you could get people, not you, um, that uh, people will get themselves in trouble um, by mm-hmm. getting too caught up in these sorts of situations. Um, but if you want to continue this friendship with Amber, um, I think that regardless of whatever happens with Ryan, it would be the right f- good friend thing to do to talk to her about her own relationship and whether or not she's being respectful to that relationship back home. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that's, to me, that's, you know, if I were in this situation, that would be the first thing that comes to mind. Not necessarily just looking out for my own interests, but saying, hey, um, you know, my friend, I have a friend here and I know she's got a boyfriend back at home and this is only going to cause problems, um, and is going to end up hurting someone. Um, Mm -hmm. at, at the very least, we can suspect that her boyfriend at home is innocent in this situation and doesn't deserve to, to you know, have that come back to him. Um, so yeah. I, I would say as a friend, um, have those talks with her. Absolutely. And um, it is horrible to watch people get cheated on and things like that happen. It sucks. And um, it definitely speaks to a person's character. And I've had to have those hard conversations with girlfriends in the past being like, what you're doing is not okay. Um, you know, you're being super shitty to your partner right now. And and that's an, a conversation that you just, as a girlfriend, you do have to have and that you do kind of um, owe them. As a, a good friend will call you on your shit. And let's you know? be let's be real. Like, I've been young before and I've had, I've had a couple of times where a girlfriend has had to be like, hey, like, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're getting a little too close to this friend. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes that is all you need to hear um, mm-hmm. is just like, you know, a, a girlfriend that you trust, a friend that you trust. 
telling you, um, you know, reminding you of something that you already know um, deep inside. And I would say that if you do have this talk with Amber and she does not take it well, lashes out on you, whatever, that gives you more license. At least you have my permission to walk away from that friendship. And it is okay to break up with friends. Totally. And um, although... You want to be nice and compassionate when you approach her, but still, you know, hold her accountable. And that's what Alicia's channel is all about, is holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. So um, hold her accountable for to her relationship and what her behaviors are outside of that beha- um, that relationship. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think neither of you need to be messing with this 22-year-old guy if you are in high school. Um, I would say then if you are in college, then... Uh... Maybe share that with us in some way or another, and then we can revisit this next week. Um, yeah, but I think yeah. I think it I think the question was very important though to kind of um, spark a conversation about friendships and yeah. what that means because I think that obviously we know that um, there are so many different kinds of friendships, but at least here on this channel and on this podcast, we value you know friends who are willing to tell us when they disagree with us, um, to do so respectfully. Um, and, and of course, another big thing, another thing that we're big on here is communication. So, um, I'll be honest. I, if I had a friend that, um, if Ambren did was, you know, watching me behave in a way that she didn't agree with, and I was just continuing to do it. And then say six months down the line, I find out that would hurt me to know that she never said anything. Um, so I do think that that is kind of an obligation we have to our friends is to hold them accountable, but also to be gentle with that because it's hard to take sometimes, especially if you're young. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you're young, it can be such a fragile thing to approach for sure. So um, good luck with that. Um, yeah. That sucks. I'm sorry. And if you do have a crush on an older boy, believe me, I've been there. Oh, I didn't boy, know if you wanted to let them know. <laughs> I've had crushes on older boys, you know, and that sucks. And they didn't, you know. It's one of those things that, like, later on is when it hits you that it probably wasn't good for you or or something that you truly wanted. Exactly. And, um... And if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, then you'll be thankful later on when you are 22 and you are looking at 15 year olds or you have 22 year old guy friends. And if they brought a 17, 16 year old girl around, you'd be like, bro, what are you? (laughs) No, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, I think later on in life, you'll, um, be happy that it didn't go down that road. Yeah. And if, and at the end of the day, age or not, if this guy is in some, like, is in some, uh, position of authority or, you know. Uh, caretaking or anything like that over you, uh, supervising or anything like that, then um, how about, like, let's not get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, let's not get him in trouble, because he could get in trouble. Yeah, it's kind of like the same, um, and this is probably another conversation we could have, but, um, you know, the the concept of, I don't know, Amber and you and I can have this conversation another time, but the (laughs) whole idea of dating somebody at work, it's kind of like that to me. Um, you know, there's certain kind of, I don't want to call them taboo because it's more like they're just, they just tend to not work. Um, so, but yeah, I would say, I would say to focus on this friendship and what you want out of that. Um, I know that it might seem like 
like a bummer that maybe we were brushing off the whole relationship with the guy aspect of it. Um, but I, I'm like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart that I do think that these considerations of this friendship are something important to think about and focus on. Um, so, and you know, that's what, of course, of course we're going to talk about that on this podcast because that's what we're all about. Yes. This is girl man. Yes. <laughs> girls loving girls. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, maybe find out what's going on with Amber. And, uh, you know, if a girl's behaving that way at a young age, there's there could be a lot of other things going on. Yeah, just be a good you friend. Be, either be a yeah. good friend or be good to yourself and get out of that friendship. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it is all about accountability here. And I am going to be holding Amber accountable to editing this sound and try okay. to make me sound decent. Because I plugged in my nice, fancy new microphone, and uh, yeah, the audio sounded noisy as shit. So um, we're going to do our best for you guys, but of course, you're not going to know this until it's up. So um, yeah. yeah, so I'll do, the, I'll do my best. I'm not a sound engineer. Please forgive me. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> yeah, but no, but the, so far, I mean, of course, we're only two episodes in. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem like the technical aspects of it are what our listeners and viewers are here for. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really about the conversation. So um, I definitely like these questions that center around um, growing up and, you know, um, love and friendships and stuff like that. And, and you guys know that we talk about that a lot anyway um, on my channel. So um, I would urge you to send your questions in. This might be just the new way that, that, like, the new way that I give advice. It might just be girlmance is where we do that. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. I, I mean, where, where do we want to take this? Is it going to be all questions? Is it going to be topics? Like, what are we thinking? I don't know. Maybe to see how it grows over time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. You guys let us know. How yeah. would you uh, How would you like the um, format of this podcast to be? Would you like um, in-depth Amber and Alicia conversations one-on-one um, or would you like the advice or a combination? I think, know, yeah. And I'm thinking a combination might be fun too, because like I am, you know, that I'm somebody who will sit down and be like, let's have like a two hour conversation about like the deepest stuff and like the things that bother us the most or the things that are most important to us. And then of course, cause we talked about how that is part of our personality types. Um, but then there's part of me that wants to be like, Hey, let's do a best friend tag. Which I don't even know exactly what that means, but I know I that's something people. That is. <laughs> I know that's something people say on YouTube. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, like little like personality tests and quizzes and stuff like that. I think are fun too, and I really loved that about our last episode. Is because for our first episode, not only did it give us a prompt and it gave us something to kind of keep the episode going, but it really, I we knew that it was going to teach our listeners about us. Um, that they were going to get uh, get to understand our personalities more. What I really liked about it, what I loved about it, is that it prompted people to go find out their types and learn more yeah. about themselves. I absolutely loved all of the comments of people being like, I am a A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we definitely, we do appreciate your comments on the podcast. Um and, uh, yeah, I would say just let us know what your advice is. We've got, we've had a 
four mm-hmm. people, what, four people asked for advice on four semi-related topics. And I'm sure because um, our listeners are very smart, uh, sensible with it people. So I'm sure that there's more that you guys can provide to Rochelle and Ushley and Shelby and Anonymous that could probably be of help. Absolutely. Yeah. Leave your comments. Let us know. Also, I apologize for stumbling over my words and being uh, nervous. I will work on that and my reading skills, reading out loud skills. I think that's just natural. But the other thing, too, is that this pillow kept falling. And so like you guys don't see it. But Amberin's like watching me try to readjust this pillow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should just let it go. Just goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Um, All right. Well, speaking of goodbye, I think that's where we're going to cut this. I'm really excited to um, have this in live chat, uh, live premiere with you guys, which is not something you guys, again, okay, you know, for the live premiere crowd. Hey, just so you guys know, this whole time that we've been chatting with you in the comments or in the chat, we have not been simultaneously recording this podcast. It has not been live. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) I was like, how are you typing? (laughs) Yeah. It's not live, but I think the fact that we chat there, that we do it in a live premiere, does feel pretty live. So, Mm -hmm. um Thank you guys uh, for the chats and uh, for having this conversation with us. Um, I'm sure that I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Alicia, comment or chat right now and let yourself and everybody know if that's true. Ambren. I will do the same. <laughs> yeah, check in with yourself. Um, yeah, and so again, like, subscribe, um, find us on other streaming uh, platforms. Ambren, also not being an expert in any of this stuff, did take the time to set us up on essentially all streaming platforms for podcasts. So, um, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. They could probably, <laughs> they could probably use it. Um, but yeah, that's A little it. bit of advice. Yeah. All um, right. But that's, yeah, that's all we have for you this week. Excited for next week and excited to chat with you guys down below. Okay. Bye. 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 Next week.